Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's DCNEWS35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Welcome, one and all, to episode 108 of the DC Comics News uh, Podcast. And now, so we've got a lot of news to go through today, so uh, we will just jump into the movie news. Uh, We're all anxiously awaiting the Snyder Cut, and we recently got two little mini trailers featuring Superman and, uh, and Batman. So, Steve, what did you think of these videos? Again, you know that um, I'm what some people may call a zaddy. I just think the man's eye is phenomenal. And both clips look beautiful. His lighting, the the cinematographer he's working with, everything about this screams Zack Snyder, which is something that the theatrical cut of this film didn't. Sadly, even though his name was on the tin, he wasn't in the contents at all. But this stuff... Superman walking through what looked like the Kryptonian ship and looking at all the different uniforms and then deciding on the black and silver and shooting up into the sky. It was just iconic. It was beautiful. And then, of course, we get my boy, my main bat, Mr. Bruce Wayne himself, looking all awesome with lightning strikes behind him and standing on on the cockpit of his new bat wing. Dude, what's there not to be excited about? Please, Lord, let a UK service sign up for this and let us know that we'll be seeing it at the same time you guys are, because I am quite positively salivating. I cannot wait. Uh, Kendra, what do you feel about these lovely new clips? I always love it when we get to see a feature presentation, treat like a teaser trailer with specific roles being, you know, spotlight on. And... It just feeds into that. It reminds me a lot of when the JSA run was coming out and we had those beautiful Alex Ross covers where it showcased one particular member with each cover. And it's kind of the same way with what Zack Snyder's doing with these teaser trailers. We get to see specific people that are going to be absolutely, of course, huge in the movie showcased in the way he always wanted them to be. So that being said, I look forward to the next one because there's sure to be more to come. And I look forward to seeing, finally, the movie that we've been waiting to see in the cut. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, this it, it does feel very Zack Snyder. And 
they have been so good with marketing this movie and kicking up the hype. Uh, I just can't wait to see what I'm in for for four hours of this expanded Justice League and everything I've seen just makes me more and more excited. So, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And up next, it looks like there is going to be a President Superman movie, uh, perhaps, uh, associated with both Michael P. Jordan and J.J. Um, Abrams' uh, Bad Robot Productions. Uh, Steve, what do you think of this? Very excited. So you think they're going with the Calvin Ellis rather than the Val Zod Superman then? Uh, it, I, that's the vibe I get. Um, it, it seems like when they've been talking about this story for a while now, and it seemed like it all lit, like kind of leaned on that to me. But I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, what was what, what do you think? No, no, I agree with you. I mean, I'm hoping that's the way they go for a couple of reasons. Obviously, with Infinite Frontier happening and this new Justice League and Barry Allen um, being like an ambassador between worlds of the Omniverse, I think that would definitely be the correct way to go because it'll mirror what's happening in the comics. And what I do like, I mean, sometimes I get annoyed that all people think about with these characters is the films or is the TV shows and not the comic books. But the fact that that'll marry up to what's happening, actually happening in the comic books. So those few people who watch the films and then get into comics because of it, this will be a massive help. So if that's the case, yeah, I'd much prefer it to be the Calvin Ellis Superman. Not only that, um, he's slightly more accessible. As soon as you hear Zod, again, especially if you're not a comic book fan, you would automatically think of a Superman villain. So that situation, Superman, even though I love him, might not be as accessible or as uh, viewer friendly as as a Calvin and his President Superman one. So, yeah, I'm hoping that's the way they go as well. Obviously, whatever they do, um, if they do bring in Michael B. Jordan, fantastic. Even if they don't, they've got a great writer at the helm. So either way, yeah, this is good news. And we're getting Superman back. If they make it a multiverse story like the flash movie and we do get to see henry cavill as well then even better but hey right now it's still in the planning stages let's see what happens what about you kendra what did you think of it this announcement is actually something that i'm really excited for because of what has come out of of bad robot what they've been behind when it comes to the star tracks and uh, more more recently with the television, they've been in, in control of Love, Lovecraft Country. I mean, this, this studio has so many stellar series and movies to their names that it's going to be exciting to see just what they're going to do with Superman. And like you guys said, this is still in the beginning, like baby steps, but it's still going to be exciting to see what tone they're going to go for with their their tale that they have to tell for Superman. Yes, uh, you know, absolutely. Um... I, I just love that we are at a time where something like this is can be accepted and loved by fans and the haters, we just have to shut up. The idea of the omniverse, there's just no reason why this can't exist. Yes. Uh, you know, like they can, you know, yeah, if I was on the Harley Quinn cast, I would say it, but, um, but. And as far as this project go, you had me at uh, Tanashi Coates, a great writer, one of the, probably one of the most important Absolutely. writers working today. So the fact that he's associated with this is 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 incredible. That's reason enough to greenlight the project, I think, in in my mind. But um, yeah, and 
you know, I uh, even if I jump the gun by saying Michael P. Jordan's involved, but it seems like there's a lot of indicators that he's still interested. So at least in some he's been ways, saying so, it for months, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, put so, his name forward so many times. Yeah, in fact, that's where this all started was him coming forward and talking about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I just love that we're at a point where something like this exists, where it can exist. And I just, I, I can't wait until it's one of those, we're getting so close to the production that we're hearing, getting news about it every week, like we are right now with um, the Snyder Cut, something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And speaking of productions that are starting to pick up a little bit of speed, our next story is that uh, Rachel uh, Ziegler has joined the cast of the Shazam sequel, Fury of the Gods. And she is about to be a huge name here because she uh, has been cast also as Maria in West Side Story. So her star is definitely on on the rise. Uh, Steve, what do you think of this? Great news. As soon as you start hearing names being associated with projects, that means they're off the ground and something's happening. Shazam surprised so many people. Um, A lot of people who never even heard of the character are on board. It's a shame that the comic book series fell by the wayside, but hey, maybe in the wake of the future state books and the sequel coming, we might finally get another Shazam ongoing, which is something I think we need and we want. So yep, bringing these great new talents. If she's an all singing, all dancing entertainer, great. That's what we need in this industry. People who can bring a multitude of talents to the role. I love the Shazam movie. It was silly. It was fun. It was lighthearted. It was entertaining. It was showing people that DC can do more than the dark and the gritty. They can provide family entertainment just like Marvel can when they need to and when they want to. Aquaman did the same. The Wonder Woman movies have done the same. Hey, listen, we say it a lot, don't we, Brad? This is a fantastic time to be a DC fan. Bring it on. Do it. Kendra, what did you think? I, get, I, I mean, from my side of things, I love that we get to see not only her being chosen, because like you said, when, when we start to see names associated, that means a project is moving forward and that it's gaining traction and that we're that much closer to seeing the end result. But this was one of those articles for me that I was excited to see because I didn't know anything about the, the West Side Story. And I was like, OK, well, this leads to that. And it's like a, a rabbit hole because now I'm going to be researching everything. But. I'm excited to see that Shazam is getting traction. I'm excited to see the second second part of it because this one has been toted as being, you know, a massive event for fans. So I'm I'm ready to see what they have on board and to see who she's going to be cast as since she's, you know, being labeled as a critical part. So I want to see who they're going to bring her in as. Brad? Yeah, I I definitely am curious who she's going to play. And I kind of like that mystery of us not knowing quite yet. But it does say like a crucial or central role. So that that's that's interesting. And yeah, I mean, if she was chosen for such a high profile role in West Side Story, uh, we know that she's going to have talent. So it's going to be great to see her be a part of this. And I totally agree with you guys. It's great to see the production picking up. Uh, you know, it, it seems like we've had a year of delays and postponements and, you know, 
things picking up slightly, but it, you know, every bit of news that we get where something's moving along is just is just great these days. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to learn more about this, and, and you know, as 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 we uh, as we get closer and the production picks up even more. And our next story is um, in line with some flicky fashions here. Uh, the uh, costume designers Marvelous. for Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 1984 have gotten uh, Designer Guild Awards nominations. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Well deserved they are too. I mean, everyone went crazy for Harley's look in the first Suicide Squad movie. But in this film, they completely went the other way and she looked amazing Every character design was brilliant. The way they sort of real-worlded Huntress's costume. Um, everything about that film was hugely underrated. I'm just so sad it happened during COVID year because it deserved to be a much, much bigger success. And hey, Wonder Woman 84, getting very mixed reviews. You you know, Brad, we've, we've spoken about the film. I actually loved it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun, great tongue-in-cheek. Look at the 80s, a decade I remember very, very well. Uh, <laughs> And um, it, it just fit with the whole <laughs> aesthetic. And having met Lindy Hemming and interviewed her uh, for both Dark Light News and DC Comics News, a two-part interview, I know how talented and how lovely a lady she is. Um, she designed the costumes not just for the two Wonder Woman movies, but for the Christopher Nolan Batman films too. So this lady is serious. She's done Harry Potter. She's done so much cool stuff. She's an uh, Academy Award winning uh, costume designer. So amazing. Brilliant. And if either one of them wins, then I'll be a happy, happy fanboy. What about you, Kendra? Uh, this one is oh, I'm so excited to see this one, not only because, like Brad said, it falls into the flicky fashions, but it also is really, really cool to see these types of nominations. I mean, these are excellence not only in sci-fi and fantasy film for the Wonder Woman 1984, but excellence in contemporary film. I mean, these aren't going against, you know, run-of-the-mill films. I mean, Wonder Woman's going up against uh, Mulan, and Birds of Prey is going against, you know, hits like, like The Prom. And these were hugely, like, just very, very beautiful films when it came to costume design. So to see what most people would consider to be just a comic book movie in these same categories just lends even more credence to how important and how wonderful it is to be a fan in the comic genre right now, because we're being taken seriously. Cause these, like I said, these aren't just run of the mill films. These are ones where, you know, you have to have historical accuracy or you have huge budgets that go exclusively towards designs so I'm excited, and I really wish them luck. I hope that they win in both categories. Brad? Oh, so do I. I think, uh, I think that they, they deserve it. Um, you know, when I first saw the character designs and the costume for Harley in Suicide Squad, the original, I thought, uh, that's an odd choice. It didn't... It, it didn't... Um, it, it didn't fit the look that I was expecting. It was a little more practical. And it turned out to be an iconic look. And the same thing happened with the Birds of Prey movie when everybody saw her in the caution tape jacket. That became as iconic as the Daddy's Little Monster t-shirt. So 
definitely a talent here in the costume design. And as far as Wonder Woman goes, uh, it's not as easy as it may seem to have a look that seems genuine 80s, but not too cheesy, dated, but not too dated. I mean, it's it's a tricky balance that I think Wonder Woman uh, really was able to to maintain and uh I, I yeah i i i love the character design and the looks of the costumes for both films so i yeah i hope uh, i hope they win and up next it looks like we might be getting a blue beetle movie from director angel manuel soto uh steve what was your take on this well for a start um having a latino director direct jaime reyes uh, as Blue Beetle is a perfect fit. Um, again, the inclusivity, the diversity aspect of it, plus the fact, come on guys, Blue Beetle is a fun character. So again, this is going to be a movie that is going to be family friendly, it's going to be action packed, it's going to have humour, it's going to have colour, it's going to have life. Awesome. Um, I was kind of hoping we might get a uh, Ted Cord and uh, Booster Gold movie, but <laughs> we can still dream. And who's to say that, obviously, he got the scarab from Ted. Who's to say we won't see Ted Cord in a mental role and then have lots of other different spin-offs with Blue and Gold? I mean, the world is the movie fans oyster right now with characters like blue beetle getting a film hey what else can we expect when well, we get dr fate the phantom stranger anything is possible with a justice league doc tv show coming up too brilliant 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 i'm happy i'm smiling what about you kendra <laughs> i'm smiling too especially with the the justice league dark but when it comes to uh when it comes to reyes as blue beetle i'm i'm in the same boat I really, really want to see a cameo of, of Ted Cord or of, of Booster Gold in some way, fashion, or form, just because that adds just even more icing to the cake. But I do love the the quote in the article that's here from Soto where he's saying that, you know, he, he's appreciative that they're going to trust him to bring Reyes to life. And I'm, I'm excited to see his vision for it. I'm excited to see this because Blue Beetle has been deserving of his own story and own movie for a while. So while, yes, it would have been great to see the Ted Cord and, and, and but this one, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do because this, this is what we were, we were expecting. They're able to touch on storylines and characters that we haven't seen in the spotlight. And I'm so excited to see it. Brad? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I, th- I think that we will definitely get some kind of Ted Cord or at least a Cord Industries something involved with, with that in the movie. But the thing that I love about the idea of having it be the Jamie Rias version is that it's uh, the, the background, the origin is such a perfect kind of like a Shazam. And like Steve, like you were saying, like that family friendly movie. Uh, just a fun time at the movies. The Jamie Reyes character is perfect for that. And uh, the diversity factor, you know, I, on the big screen, you don't haven't seen too many, uh, you know, Latinx characters. So I, I just I, I love that idea. And I do also love the idea that there can be that fan service of mentions of Ted Cord and, and Blue Beetle and 
ways to build on that whole mythos. And uh, I, I've always felt that um, Blue Beetle was a character that deserved more and better and to have a higher profile. So uh, it just kind of tickles me that that character could, you know, finally get the uh, attention that that he deserves. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. This will be another fun uh, project to watch uh, come together. And our last bit of movie news. Uh, looks like we've got some more uh, images from the Justice Society uh, animated film that is, uh, is coming out. So, Steve, what was your take on this? And what images they are, plus that video clip of Wonder Woman in all her awesomeness, kicking Nazi butt all over town. Um, the more I see from this film, the more I want to see the whole thing. Brilliant. Um, we're, we're all just a society fans here. We're all Wonder Woman fans. We're all Flash fans. Finally getting the first super team in their own animated movie fills me with Glee. I'm not talking about a musical show or a musical club at a high school. I'm talking about unbridled joy at seeing legendary golden age characters getting their time in the sun. Um, bring it on. The sooner this is out, I can hold it in my hot little hands and put it into my Blu-ray player, the happier I will be. What about you, Kendra? What do you make of the video and the pics? Uh, I'm in the same boat. And as for, you know, us being fans of things, I think it's a shorter list to list off what we're not fans of. Um, I mean, this one, this one's Can't huge. argue with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is huge. I'm so excited. Like, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast and, and, and JSA was immensely huge. I, I loved reading it and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what they're going to do. This one is going to, the, the DCU animated universe has always been great when it comes to telling the bigger stories. And in this one, I'm just excited to see what they do. I mean, it's going to be one of those where the first day that it's available to have, I'm going to be just like you, Steve. I'm going to have a bowl of popcorn and I'm going to have it in my hands and I'm going to go. And no one is going to be oh, able to yeah. contact me for a little bit. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I I tend to sound like a broken record on this podcast uh, a lot, but you know it it um, it is what it is, and I have said it before. <laughs> I'm going to say it again that um, not only is it a great time to be a DC fan, it is specifically a great time to be a, GSA, a JSA fan. Uh, between Preach. Stargirl, yeah, between Stargirl and um, uh, Doomsday Clock. Uh, you know, it's just now is the time to to be a JSA fan. And I love that these characters are getting a more, uh, you know, uh, a, like Blue Beetle, another, you know, more exposure. And, yeah, I will be there uh, with popcorn when this when, when this comes out as well. Uh, I guess these characters are so much fun and it's characters that we haven't really seen until recently outside of the comic book pages so that is you know that is fun in, in a way and looking like even that picture of hawkman it's like wow that is like a classic hawkman that i feel like i haven't seen um it, you know beyond the comic page in so long so yeah i i am absolutely excited 
for this one as well. And that does wrap up our uh, movie news. We're going to take a uh, quick break and come back and talk some TV and streaming news. So stick around and we'll be right back. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC Universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. 
watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And we are back to talk some TV and streaming news. So let's just jump on into it. Uh, up first is, uh, uh, this is, I find this really good news. Superman and Lois has been renewed for season two at the CW. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? All I'm seeing everywhere is fans going crazy about the pilot episode, about the first episode of Superman and Lois. Again, I don't have a way of seeing it over here, so um, I'm just very, very excited to see it because if they're announcing a season two and the second episode hasn't even aired yet, I don't know if it has or not, um, wow. I've championed Tyler Hecklin as Superman since the first time he put on the costume. People were a bit unsure, but apparently those... Uh, thoughts have gone out the window after that pilot and hey bitsy tulloch i've adored her for years she was fantastic in grim and amazing as lois slain in the crisis on infinite earth crossover i am so so pleased and you know another reason i'm pleased is the fact that we finally get ongoing adventures of superman the first superhero the one who started it all so brilliant fantastic congratulations to all involved now please lord let me watch this show i can't wait kendra what do you think of this story i think that this is excellent that off of a 90 minute premiere they're going ahead because they've had the best numbers that they've had for two years on an opening night going ahead with with doing it and you're right i've seen Earth Nine, we've got people over there that are doing the the reviews for this on a weekly basis, and they have nothing but wonderful things to say about this opener. Um, and not that this is like a sponsored post or anything, but the CW is really good with their fans being able to get their content. I mean, you have an app that's free to use, and the episodes are free to view the night after that it airs and so that's really Only cool. in the u.s though <laughs> i know i know you know what though you guys got the alfred stuff i had to pay to watch that <laughs> because they didn't have it available over here i had to get a british app we have to pay too it's not that free sucks. we have to pay for it on amazon <laughs> we have to pay for it too. but i mean in Yes, I think that CW should make it go worldwide because that platform on its own is really cool. And it, it shows you how much dedication they have to their fans, especially with all of the DC content that they have that's going. So I look forward to seeing it. The second episode is currently up on the app, so I may sit down and, and hermit myself tonight to see it. But the fact that they're going to continue it, I'm excited. It just means that there's going to be more content. Brad? Well, I think that the uh, success on this side of the pond, Steve, is going to make it that much more uh, of a, a priority for them to get it over to, for you guys as well. 
So just uh, sit tight. I'm sure that you will be seeing it soon. So it is it, it's just it is great news, especially considering that fans had to suffer the indignity of having Swamp Thing canceled on the day it came out. Uh, to see yeah. that this get renewed oh. for a second season on the day that it comes out, on practically almost. I, I think that that's uh, it doesn't make up for it, but it does. Uh, it, it was nice to see, and yeah, it kind of surprised me as much as I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I I always wondered about Superman's appeal beyond normal comic book fans these days. Um, it, it's kind of a there. Um, there's certain because he's so powerful that there there's a certain unrelatability to the character. But what was good about this show is that it did make him relatable and it, people really responded. And it was great to see, um, you know, it it was on my newsfeed, people praising it a lot more than I was expecting it. So that was great to see. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched that we're going to get more of uh, Superman and Lois. And up next uh, looks like. Angela, or I'm sorry, Andrea uh, Romano is pushing for a Batman Beyond revival on HBO Max. Uh, Steve, what do you think of this? Listen to the woman, start voting, get out your hashtags, bring back Terry McGuinness, or I may stomp my feet and cry because Terry McGuinness rules with Bruce as his mentor, Ace the Bathound, the Batcave, Neo Gotham, Commissioner Barbara Gordon, Damn, what's there not to love about Batman Beyond? It rules. It's great. It's magnificent. And hey, if the show comes back, maybe they'll bring back the comic book too. Um, sorry, um, I, I don't know if you guys know that I'm a Batman fan. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that uh, more than 18,000 yeah. times what? in the course of the last couple of years of making this show. <laughs> but um, listen, hey, they said we'd never get the Snyder Cut. Please let us get more Batman Beyond. Please. Kendra, come on. I know you're a Terry McGinnis fan. Yes, I am. <laughs> of any of the Batman, aside from Taz, Batman Beyond is my absolute favorite go-to. I love Terry. I love his story. I love the voice acting between him and Bruce. I'm an esteemly, like, head president of the ace the bat hound fan club i want this back i would be there there's mm, there's no reason there's no reason that this shouldn't be back for a revival not with with batman already getting one fans have been clamoring for it and you're right steve all it takes is us getting warner brothers attention for this to go so that's it we want batman beyond we want more and i would also like the comic back because i'm sad that it went away Brad. Oh yes, I I'd be totally down for this, and I love it that uh, between this and the Batman animated series revival that is rumored, it seems like a lot of the original people are still involved, and knowing that, that's almost guaranteed that it's going to be good because they did such a good job with the with Batman Beyond and Batman the animated series. So you know. At this point, it's like, it, it, why not? It seems like it would be silly not to go for it. Um, there is 
at this point, I think that there's a lot of fans that watched it when it first came out that have children now that they would love to um, experience it with and show them. So it's got that going for it, too. It just seems like the the time is right. So I say, you know, make it happen. Absolutely. And up next, we have uh, another kind of flicky fashion story here. Uh, we did get a first look at uh, Blackfire for uh, Titan Season 3. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Hey, if it gets the flicky fashion seal of approval, then the world needs to stand up and take notice. God damn it. Um, wow, those designs look sick. Um, and again, I love it when they reference and homage the original. That is so 80s George Perez. And um, what could be better than that? Um, nothing. Wow, wow, wow. We know that she looks to be touted to be the big bad of season three. Add those designs, add her power sets to the fact that we're getting to meet Tim Drake. We're getting to meet Barbara Gordon in live action. Oh boy, my excitement levels for Titan season three were already sky high halfway through season two. With every piece of news that comes out about this show, my excitement levels grow. Dude, DC is killing it. Kendra, what did you make of it? I love it. I I love that we're getting to see not only like a glimpse of what Blackfire is going to look like, but you get a breakdown of what everything is, which is so cool. I mean, you get it down to the gemstones that are being used with the con, the costume, and you get to see from what point in the te- the Teen Titans history hers is being pulled from. I love this. I love in-depth reviews of what is coming, and this teaser is brilliant. She looks gorgeous and badass, so I'm excited. Teen Titans 3 needs to come on. Like, even if it's just to see her in action, like, let's go. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I've been looking forward to seeing more of this character for, you know, since since the second season. So, you know, since she first appeared. So, yeah, I, I love that we're going to get to see more of it. And the costume is, it's, for lack of a better word, perfect. Uh, it hits like three very important things to me when it comes to kind of live action superhero costumes. Uh in this context is that one it looks practical two is that it is modern and three is that it harkens back to the comic look of the character in a really cool way and this just hits all those marks and like you said kendra i i I love it too i want to see see more of this character and titans season three can't come soon enough for sure And up next, oh, this is maybe my favorite story of this episode, and I think maybe we can all be in agreement on this. Oh, wow. Uh, The season three uh, voice recordings have sessions have begun for Harley Quinn season three. So, Steve, what would you take on this? Color me happy. I'm a Mr. Mr. Smiley face clown. Daddy's little monster. Hero Spectacular, Gimme, Holly and Ivy, I want to dance right now. Wow, it's happening. 
They're in the booths. They're waving their arms around like lunatics, spouting lines written by geniuses. And pretty soon, our little eyes and ears will be able to enjoy them on the Hobo Max show season thing uh, service. I'm so excited I can't even speak. Give me more Harley. Give it to me now. I want it. And um, that's a show I'll hopefully be able to watch because of the screeners. Um, so please, 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 please. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Oh, Kendra, if there's one person who's going to be even more excited and unable to speak than me, it's Harley Quinn fan, numero uno, all hail the Z. Um, let, let us let us have it. Gone. Cut loose. Go. Let the communion pray and get an amen. Yes, I'm so excited. So Steve had actually gotten a hold of me with an article the other day about there being, you know, that it was coming, that Harley season three was on its way, but there still wasn't a date. This restores my faith. It restores it because if there are recording sessions happening, that means that it's coming soon. And I'm here and I know that all of us are here for this. We have waited and debated and been really scared about whether HBO would continue it on with all of the the purchasing and the transferring it from the DC Universe app over to HBO. And it's finally happening. All I need is a date. Give me a date. (laughs) Let me know that it's on its way and it's gonna be brilliant and exciting and amazingly hilarious and heartfelt i'm here for it brad i am so thrilled about this because it this this kind of surprised me because you know when uh, when dc universe folded into hbo max harley quinn was the you know that was the one that was really on the line of are we going to get more or not and we got the announcement that yes we are but we were probably going to have to wait a while because the production would have to start up and and you know everything that's involved with that but the fact that 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 we are now starting voice recording that is just means we're going to get it a lot sooner than i thought so i could not be i could not be more happy i absolutely can't wait for uh for season three so uh yes 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 and yes and uh on other news of um finally knowing kind of having an idea when shows are going to be released uh legends of tomorrow is going to move to sundays and the next season will debut on may 2nd uh steve what was your take on this people oh yeah (laughs) i'm looking forward to this wild and wacky piece of wonderful television returning to a screen near us in the very near future um the Arrowverse, I mean, I'm heartbroken that we lost Arrow last year. This year we'll see the final seasons of Supergirl and of uh, Black Lightning. But we've got Superman and Lois now. We've got a brand new Batwoman. Hey, and the Legends of Tomorrow are coming back. That's pluses in my book. And I've got a sneaky little suspicion that we're going to get announcements of a new show coming next year because losing Supergirl and Black Lightning, hey, something has to fill the gap. And if I know Greg Berlanti, if I know the talented people behind these shows, we're going to get a big piece of news sooner rather than later. Um, Whatever happens, brilliant. More Legends, more Constantine, more White Canary. 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. More wacky craziness. Puppets. I know Seth likes puppets. We're shouting out the puppets for you, Seth. We miss you. Um, yep, yeah, bring it on. I want to see more. What about you, Kendra? I think that's the theme of this episode. We want to see more and we want it now. Um I'm I'm excited. Yes. I'm glad that, that fans of this series are getting a set date. They know when it's coming out, they know that it's coming back. And you're right, it doesn't necessarily fill um, the leaving shows slot, but there's always something in the, in the background being being constructed and worked on. So I look forward to seeing what else is going to come forward to help even out their their lineup. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that these are continuing, that they're prospering, that they're excelling. What about you, Brad? Yeah, excelling is the is the magic word there um because this one was another one we weren't sure when we were going to see we knew that we were going to get a new season we just weren't sure when so you know that that cultural machine is starting to pick back up again and it's good to know that we will see uh we'll see these new episodes and not have that much long to wait so yeah i mean there's so much to love on the show it's so quirky and it's just such a fun distraction and i mean that in the best way so i'm i'm totally looking forward to uh, to more to more episodes and steve man maybe you're right maybe we will be getting some big news that would be great i mean there's so many possibilities so yeah um e- even though th- we are down an arrow we are still getting some great content from you know from the cw so uh yeah we're all i think looking forward to a new season of uh, of legends and our last bit of TV streaming news, uh, going back to the animated series uh, a bit, Superman, the animated series, is getting a HD remaster on HBO Max. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Fantastic. Hey, um, when they remastered the Batman, the animated series, the Blu-rays are some of my most treasured possessions. Hey. That's what I'm watching to make the I Am The Night podcast with my boy and with our guest uh, hosts whenever he disappears to the land north of the wall. Um, So the Man of Steel is getting the same treatment. We've already had Terry McGinnis receive the same treatment. Brilliant. Fantastic. I mean, because that show was a worthy successor, a worthy continuation of the that whole animated universe continuing and Every cast member was stellar. Every story was great. Um, One of the best Lex Luthers we've ever seen or heard ever. Fantastic. And it's going to HBO Max in HD. That means, fingers crossed, please, Lord, there'll be a Blu-ray release as well to add to my shelf collection. Gimme, 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 gimme. Kendra. I don't know if I'm going to add it to my, like physical collection but i am glad to add this on to my list of things that are part of my joy when it comes to hbo max anything that they have done in the dc animated U has like i said previously it's been perfection it has done justice to the characters and seeing this coming to us it's just like a, a the best birthday christmas you know whatever your your celebration is it's that present and I'm I'm so excited to get to sit down and binge watch it and and relive that joy. Brad, what about you? See, I I love this because I 
get to live it for the first time because when the original animated series uh was released it just was a period where i wasn't collecting and uh, you know it it just kind of slipped by me so i love that we have this treat yes so yeah and i'm so glad that now with streaming services and these you know these remasters it gives us a whole new new way and a new platform to experience this so i'm definitely looking forward to this because i hadn't seen it for the first time so uh this is definitely definitely on my on my list for sure and that brings us to the end of our tv and streaming news so we're going to take another quick break we're going to come back and talk some comic book news so stick around and we will be right back Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dcnews35 that's dcnews35 dcnews35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com first there was the dc comics news podcast then came the spinner rack and now the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff i just mentioned i am the knight a story about the stories a show celebrating Batman, the animated series, week by week, episode by episode, just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the Knight. Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Book, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents... Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. 
so, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. And here we are again, episode 108 of the DC Comics News podcast. And now we are about to talk about what brings us here in the first place, and that is comic book news. Uh, up first, uh, looks like Batgirl might be getting a new series uh, later this year. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Fantastic. And I love what uh, James Tynan's saying in the interview here. Long and short of it is, we all know that after the events of Death Metal, and uh, the events of the Joker War in the Batman's own title, Barbara Gordon is back to being Oracle. She'll still put on the uniform and fight crime as Batgirl when she needs to, but she's becoming the linchpin, the centerpiece of the DC Universe again. The way he says that, she is the center point in Batman. She's the center point in the new Joker series, and she's the center point in Nightwing's new one, written by Tom Taylor, means that this is going to be a more cohesive universe, a much more streamlined universe, and there'll be much more continuity between the books, which is something that's been, for me, sorely lacking for a good number of years now. So that is fantastic news. And hey, it also means we're going to see the other Batgirls. Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane once again out on the streets, kicking butts and taking no prisoners. This is a time of joy, and I'm a Batman nerd, and I am smiling from ear to ear like someone had gassed me with a Joker toxin, but it's the kind that doesn't kill, it just makes you happy. <laughs> Kendra. I'm. I feel like I'm saying I'm excited a lot more. I need to find a different word. I'm ecstatic for what is to come. I mean, there's 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 just little tidbits like of what it is, but what it is 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 huge. I mean, we've got Barbara taking back the Oracle mantle back in 2019. They're wanting to reground her at the center of the Batman mythos. Which, to be completely honest, when hasn't Barbara been in the center? I mean, has has there been a time where she hasn't really Correct. been? You know, the, the voice of reason for any of the Bat family at one point or another. I am excited to see what they do. I want this to come out, and I'm sad that we don't have an official announcement for her, but that we know great things are coming. I'm, I'm here for it. As long as they build it up, I'm sure we're going to get little t- hints and teasers within the books that are coming out this year as to what the bigger story is going to be and leading up to it. It may be a lot of reading, but I'm here for it. That's what we do. Brad? Oh, yeah, me too. I've always been a real huge fan of Barbara Gordon as Oracle. So I, I, I love that coming back into play. And I love the idea of her being kind of the center and the anchor of the Batman world. And her interactions with the other possible, you know, Batgirls. I just, I love everything about this. And if this is kind of uh, the direction that we're going to see in Infinite Frontier, like you said, Kendra, I, I, I'm absolutely, absolutely here for it. And our next uh, comic book story, uh, uh, we are going to also be getting a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow series in June. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? 
Um, it, we kind of saw it coming after Future State, didn't we? When we saw Cara Zorel's Superwoman in that cool new costume, which is like a skirt cape thing, which um, I need to hear your opinions on being our fashionista fantastico, Mr. Felicki. So I, I need to hear about I that. Approve. But yes, well, there you go. You see, like I said, if Brad approves, world take notice. Brilliant. Um, I was really, really upset when the Supergirl um, monthly series was cancelled, just as I was when the Batman Beyond series was cancelled. But the fact she's coming back and it's going to lead, as far as we can see, to her taking on the mantle of Superwoman. Finally, it's only taken like 60 years. But hey, good things come to those who wait. Fantastic. Kara, we're proud of you. We love you. And all right. We might not be seeing you on TV so much anymore, but you're getting your own series again. That makes me very, very happy indeed. And with a great creative team. Hello, Tom King. Boy, 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 boy. Steve, I'm happy Bizarro. What about you, Kendra? I'm in the same boat. I mean, seeing the names that are on this, not only do we have Tom King, who has proven that he's gotten the chops to do this from an emotional standpoint. But we also have one of the artists from Sandman Universe, The Dreaming. And that in itself, I mean, who could really ask for a better team up than that? I mean, obviously the artwork's going to be gorgeous. The story's going to be there. It's going to be filled with highs and lows. And we're probably going to get quite a bit of emotion over the eight-issue series. But the one thing that gets me and that catches me in this article is what they're actually looking at when it comes to Supergirl's story. And it's not your atypical, okay, here's the villain, this is what's going on, bing, bang, boom, we're done. This is actually meant to create depth with Supergirl. And I'm excited for that because here she is, she's been in all of these different stories, had all of these different experiences, but she's left without a purpose or without meaning. And that's what she wants to find. And that's something that we've seen throughout the echoes of the DC universe. I am excited to see what Tom King is going to bring to the plate when it comes to her. Brad, what about you? Uh, once again, you had me with Tom King. I love his takes on characters, and I like when he writes a character that um, I haven't read him him writing before. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, Kendra, I think you're absolutely right that he can handle the, the depth and it's, it's going to be so much fun to watch, you know, what comes next. And also I agree with you, Kendra, that there's a lot to be excited about, uh, on this, on this episode, lots, lots of good news, uh, this week. And speaking of some more news, uh, it looks like, uh, we are also getting a DC Comics Infinite Frontier six-issue uh, series. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Have you guys read Infinite Frontier Zero yet? Yes, but I don't want to give away too many spoilers. But <laughs> no, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, spoilers just, free. Yeah, thumbs up yes. or thumbs down, guys? Uh, for me personally, wait, I would wait say. Up. Whoop. Way, way up? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, definitely up. Definitely so, thumbs up. Like you said, we should rename this episode the Good News Comics Podcast because what? More Infinite Frontier. And Kendra, we were talking a few weeks back about saying, oh, Mr. Williamson, we see what you did there about uh, 
caught making this one issue zero. Hmm, yes. really? Not number one? Okay, clever. But we saw this coming. Uh, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Issue zero got me really excited. It opened my eyes. There's a couple of things in there that worried me, uh, particularly with a certain Superboy, but it's going to lead to some incredible stories. And Joshua Williamson is one of these writers where if you've been reading his work, you've been excited. But if you're not familiar with him, this is time to stand up and take notice because he's one of those dark horse writers. He's writing amazing stuff, but not enough people are taking notice. With this series, they will be. Um, he did great work on Flash. His framing story with Scott Snyder and James Tynan that linked all the separate stories of in, in Infinite Frontier together was masterfully done so that it felt like one comic, not just eight stories um, sitting in an anthology book. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. The future is bright. It's unlimited. Hey, it's an infinite frontier we're looking at. Kendra, what did you make of it? I'm excited. I'm, I'm not even going to try and find a different word. I mean, I'm, I'm pulsing with excitement for this one. The artwork alone caught Edward's eye. And he was like, what is this? <laughs> he was like, you know, this is wonderful. I'm excited. I want to know what's going on. He was intrigued by it. And that just shows you the pull of talent that they have. Like you said, the writer, Josh Williamson, my gosh, if you are sleeping on him, don't. Do yourself a favor. Find some of his work. Read it. Become part of the cult. But when it comes to the artwork here, it is so beautiful. <laughs> it is gorgeous. And I am excited. I'm I'm sad that these are all like little mini series, little snippets. This one's a six issue. But I bet you it's going to be a six issue that none of us are going to want to put down. Brad, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this too. And uh, I love that it's going to involve Alan Scott. Uh, he's another one of those classic characters that it's fun to see them get a higher profile uh, lately in the DC universe. And there was some big questions that were introduced in this uh, Infinite, you know, Frontier Zero. So and I think some of those bigger questions are going to be answered or explored more in this series. So. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it because, uh, yeah, this is there's some big things going on. So, yeah, I, I this might be one of those books that I read before I even get to the cash register at the comic shop as I'm waiting in line. So up next in the uh, comic book news uh, and uh, speaking of. Uh, Josh Williamson, he has some big plans for The Flash and Infinite Frontier. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Do you ever pick up a brand new comic and when you read it, it takes you back to your favorite era of comics of when you were reading them and you were just transported back to that time? Dude, reading Infinite Frontier, and I'm sorry for people who haven't read it, this is a minor spoiler coming up, seeing the mantle 
being passed from Barry Allen to Ollie West after all the trials and tribulations of Heroes in Crisis, we're finally going to get the promise we received from Rebirth issue one and Wally West as the main DC Universe Flash once again. We're not going to lose Barry. He's not going to be dead. He's going to be out being an ambassador and traveling between worlds. And, dude, that's fantastic because, hey, who discovered the multiverse in the first place in Flash of Two Worlds? Hey, it was Barry Allen. This is nostalgia. This is a tip of the hat to the past. This is a love letter to the Flash and every Flash there's ever been. This is what makes comic books great and DC in particular because they've got that 80 year history they can draw on that no other company can touch. Damn, it's a great time to be a DC fan and Seth, brother, is a Flash fan. Oh, I wish you could be here this week to let us know your thoughts on this because I know that you're dancing up and down with joy as a, as a Wally West fan too. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, uh, positivity episode number one strikes again. Kendra. I agree. I mean, Flash has been at the center of a lot of great stories recently. Uh, what with Future State and, and his story... Um, and also, hint, hint for Tom King, Heroes in Crisis. I mean, we've gotten to see a lot for the fans of, of, of the speedster, what he can do, what the depths are. And like you said, there's 80 years of continuity that they can pull from. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I'm excited to see him in the forefront with the new mantle. I'm excited to see just what is to come for our speedster. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, Steve, on the fact that, you know, that that moment that you were talking about in um, in Infinite Frontier Zero was was pretty powerful because Wally West, through the whole rebirth era, has been through so much. So it's it's kind of good to see him kind of get a little recognition or some kind of vindication because, yeah, he hasn't had it easy. And. I think the idea of big things for the Flash, as far as the Omniverse goes, you know, that makes perfect sense because he was the one that discovered the multiverse. This Omniverse multiverse, it's very hard to have that concept without in a DC universe without the Flash. I mean, it it happened in the CW in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. It happened in the comics. So if you're talking multiverse, Omniverse, you definitely need the Flash to play a big part in that so uh yeah you know once again great time to be a fan of dc and you know it's going to be great to see what's coming down the line and uh, we also got news that uh we have learned the creative teams for uh for static shock and uh and hardware uh, so steve what was your take on this oh and icon and rocket too two words two words man dennis cowan that is enough for me. This man is a legend. One of the unsung greats of comic book art, his question series, everything he's done in the past. I mean, I have yet to see a Dennis Cowan book that does not look fantastic. Plus the fact that he was one of the guys who started the whole milestone universe in the first place. We were excited when it was coming back. And now we've got names, creators, characters, 
and a date of when this is all going to be kicking off again. Wow. This could be the best episode ever in terms of news that will just drive ripples of excitement throughout DC fandom worldwide. Um, People, if you want to listen to one podcast about DC this week, this is the one to listen to because it will have you singing the praises from the highest mountaintops. Milestone is back with some stunning creative talent and some of their finest characters. What could be better news than that? Apart from everything else we've talked about this week, of course. Kendra, what did you make of it? I've got two words as well. Welcome back. I mean, this is is huge. I mean, yes, we've got Denny's coming back, but I mean, we've got all of these amazing stories between Static Shock and and Hardware and Iron, Iron, Icon and Rocket, not Iron. I don't know why I'm thinking Iron. I'm in a Marvel mood. I'm guessing I want Iron Man. Um, But I'm excited for this. This is something that I've, I've personally looked forward to, especially with Static Shock. Once the TV series went away, I, I, I was sad. I was, I was depressed and then now they're they're not only talking about you know that coming back onto subscription services for streaming but we're getting new content we're getting you know the the legends who brought this character and who helped bring this character to life back with new material i mean as a fan there's 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 no greater news than to know that something that you've loved and have missed is coming home so Welcome back, and I am excited to see what everybody brings to the table. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I, I'm super excited for these, uh, all of them. And it's one of those things like with Superman, the animated uh, series, is that the the original kind of version of these characters came out at a time when I wasn't collecting. So it kind of slipped by me. So the fact that I can go back and rediscover these characters and new stories, I just I love it. My only complaint is that these are all being released digitally first, and we have to – they are going to be seeing print editions uh, with Milestone, Milestone Return Zero Infinite Edition coming out on May 25th. So that's great, but we're not sure when the other ones are going to get physical copies, but I can't wait until I can get my hands on those physical copies of uh, of these comics. But it's just it's just great to have, have it back. And something else that I've mentioned before, too, is that – This is the perfect time with everything going on in the world. This is the perfect time for Milestone Return. So, Kendra, like you said, uh, welcome back. Uh, It's been uh, it's been far too long and and definitely been missed. So welcome back, Milestone, for sure. And uh, up next, uh, Harley Quinn is going to reinvent herself and save Gotham in a new uh, in a new ongoing series. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Well, um, the two Future State books uh, are written by the lady who's going to be taking over the series proper. Add to that the fact it's going to be drawn by Riley Rosmo and pff, Team Made in Heaven or what? Plus the fact they're going to talk more about Ivy. We've already had a sneak peek. Um, we know a little bit about what's coming. Have you guys read the first issue of Batman Urban Legends? Because one of the stories no, in there yet. is the Harley story. Oh, it's great. Uh, one of the stories in there is the Harley story, which will lead straight into the first issue of her new series. But I'm going to shut up because even though I'm happy about this, again, Kendra fan, Kendra fan, 
Harley fan number one, Kendra Hale, is here with us. So I'm going to just lightly cover my ears and let her squee of delight take over the airwaves. Kendra. You guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is so awesome. Like, I got to get a taste of what Stephanie could do. Stephanie Phillips is going to be doing the writing. What she could do with the Harley Quinn future state. And if that is the level of excellence that we're going to see with this ongoing series, I am so, so grateful that I get to do the reviews for Dark Knight News. You're welcome. Right? Thanks. I cried at the end of of Harley Quinn 75 because I was sad that I wasn't going to get to be with this character anymore. And to, to I knew there was an ongoing coming, but I was... You know, there's always that trepidation when it switches writers of how their view of Harley is going to be. And in this case, readers actually got to get their feet wet with Stephanie Phillips writing Harley with Future State. How brilliant of an idea was that was for you to not only welcome your new writer by giving her a massive Harley Quinn plot point in Future State, but that also lets you introduce yourself to the readers so that they know what your style of writing is, how you see the character, what your tone is going to be for her. My gosh, like if if you're a Harley fan, this is the time to get out your red and black because it's about to get wicked. Brad, what about you? Yeah, uh, one thing that just seeing these clips, like where I should say the artwork, uh, Raleigh Rossmo's art fits the character perfect. Uh, I'm very interested to see what she brings. And uh, yeah, I, you know, Harley was one of my favorite things about Joker War. And I really enjoyed the Future State Harley series. So I, I'm definitely in a place where I want to see more from the character. And I like the idea that she's going to save Gotham City. So yeah, I, I, I'm on board. I'm on board with this one uh, as well. And our last bit of comic book news is that uh, Bendis is saying that Justice League will be the central piece of the DCU. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Matthew B. Lloyd must be so happy. No, um, listen, (laughs) while um, he's given mixed results on the Superman book, it brought new readers on board. People who are fans of his work from Marvel came on and started buying DC books. That's a plus. But for me, this guy, um, especially after his work on Avengers, has always struck me as a great team book writer. So I like his ideas. I like what he's saying about what he's got planned for the Justice League, making them a central part of the universe again. We haven't had that because it's been more or less wall-to-wall filler issues. I mean, great talent's been handling it, but since Scott Snyder and James Tynan left the Justice League book, it hasn't been that flagship series that it can be and that it should be. And Bendis is the kind of writer who could do that again. I'm liking what I'm hearing. I want to give the guy a chance because, hey, I didn't love his Superman stuff, but I didn't hate it either. Plus, what he's done on Batman, Batman Universe was one of my favourite Rebirth miniseries of the last few years. It was fantastic. So, hey, let's give him a chance and see what he does with DC's first and brightest team. Uh, Kendra, what did you make of it? I think that this team alone is enough to to at least let me want to read Justice League again. 
I've never really been the biggest fan of Justice League. I mean, I've read it, but it's not been one that I go to to pick up. Um, like I said, I'm more more with Justice Society, but for this for this Infinite Frontier initiative, I think this might be enough for if they do it correctly and they make it the center flagship that it's supposed to be. I'm I'm gonna have to start picking these up. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to start reading it. Brad, what about you? I I'm kind of mixed about this. Because uh, on one hand, I love the idea that Justice League is going to be like the anchor, because that's the way I think that it should be. Because Justice League is super important. It's the most powerful heroes. It's it's it, that makes sense. Uh, and you know, as I I do generally like Bendis's writing, but I know that recently his DC work has been very polarizing especially on superman so that makes me a little bit leery but steve i think that you hit on something where he can write a really good team book uh and you're absolutely right i i i do like his team books and i love naomi naomi's one of the best things he's done in mainstream comics in in quite a while so i really enjoyed that yeah so i i mean i think that it definitely has potential. I, I think that he could do a good job. And I just I just hope that uh, it's not as polarizing as um, as Superman turned out to be. So with that, we wrap up our comic news and we move on to a little bit of odds and end other news uh, up first. Uh, this is, you know, an expected story, but kind of the saddest story that um we're talking about is that um, the San Diego Comic-Con is going to go virtual for a uh, for a second year. Uh, Steve, what was your take on this? I'm going to be glasses half full, Steve, today and say, yes, uh, real live Comic-Con is everyone's favorite, but I'd rather have a virtual con than no con at all. So I'm going to keep the uh, Superman shield of hope shining bright in the sky like a demented bat signal and say hey um, i'd rather have it virtual than not have it so it means that more of us can join in because with the live comic cons getting to san diego for me being all the way in little old england um it's a little bit difficult but joining the uh virtual one hey i think i'm gonna be there so i'm gonna keep smiling and say San Diego, we miss being there in the sunshine, but I'd rather be online than nowhere at all. What about you, Kendra? I'm in the same boat with you, Steve. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm going to look at it glass half full as well, because at least it's still happening. I mean, they could have shut it down completely, but they're still going to do their virtual. And to be fair, when they did it last year, it was brilliant. I, I loved every bit of it. Um, I mean, yep. and... It's not like we're not all going to discuss this stuff and watch the platforms and 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 the interviews, everything. I mean, all the announcements. Either way, it's a win because we're still getting getting the information. We're still getting to see everything move forward and see a peek behind the curtain that is DC and what's going on in their fabulous minds on what's coming for some of the most beloved characters. So I'm here for it. Brad? As someone who uh, has never been to San Diego Con, uh, I like the idea of it being virtual because then you don't have to pick and choose 
Uh, you'll be able to see everything, and it's not like secondhand. It'll be right there for everyone to see. Uh, you know, I it is it is a bummer that those in-person cons are still a little ways away. But um, I, I, I one thing I think too is that these virtual cons they are getting a little bit better and a little bit more perfected as we go on. So you know, we all enjoyed it last year, but this year that could be even better. And this is something else that I've said that I hope these other virtual cons can take a little cues here and there from fandom because fandom was done so well. So, you know, um, Fantastic. yeah. And I, I would rather to have a virtual con than no con. And, you know, you understand that it's still just not quite ready for those big in-person cons. And, um, you know, I guess it's better that they just decided to go virtual rather than postpone it because maybe they would have had to delay the postponement again and keep pushing it back. So maybe it's better just to say, you know what, we're going to do it virtual this year. That probably saves money. So, uh, you know, overall, I think it's, it's necessary and it's just uh, one of those things that we're going to have to, you know, make the best out of and, and know that it's for, everybody's safety so you know it's it's it has to be what it is and we'll just all enjoy the virtual con and our last bit of news for this episode is some more good news uh spotify has announced some details on uh, some dc podcasts that are going to be coming out uh steve what was your take on this brad brother brad (laughs) dear brother brad you and i are Fans of scripted podcasts, fans of audio dramas, and fans of DC. So this is the triple threat, the hat trick. This couldn't be more of a hat trick if Zatanna took off her top hat and pulled a whale out of it. This is how amazingly fantastic (laughs) this news is to me as a fan. And as a Spotify user, oh man, come on, this week. Listen, I want to just look up, fall to my knees from my hands in the air and praise the gods of retail and the creators of DC and say thank you. And please give us more. I bow to your wisdom. You can do no wrong. And look at these creative talents. Look at these characters whose adventures we're going to be hearing with the only special effects budget being in our brains because we can imagine any kind of stuff we want and that's what will be happening wow i'm just so happy going to buy the best headphones money can buy i'm going to sit in a dark room and ignore the world when these shows come to light i can't wait i'm really so happy about this kendra what about you You know, one of the things that strikes me is not only that as a fan, can you enjoy this, but how brilliant is it to be able to share this across the age gap? You can introduce the younger market, even those that are current non, by letting them follow along with the books that you have. For myself personally, I have clients that love DC but have issues reading. And how wonderful will it be to bring in a comic book to work, start up Spotify, and read along and give these new worlds to people who have always wanted to but haven't had the ability. Bravo 
DC. Like, first and foremost, bravo. I'm not going to say you can do no wrong, but this and all of the marketing decisions that have been made in the previous years where we've had books that have gone to the younger generation, where we're having writers that they recognize from their teen fictions being the writers for Super Sons and for uh, for Ignite, for Black, Car- Black Canary, where we're seeing all of these integrate from the novel format into graphic novels as a way to create a bridge. This is just another slam dunk. I mean, this is amazing. There are so many ways that this can now be shared within the fandom that if you're not a fan, there's really not a reason except for, you know, you just you, you just live out with no Wi-Fi. I mean, there's really not. There's no reason not to be a fan right now. You can listen to them. You can watch them on the screen. You can read them. You can be in the animation universe. Every fan is now getting something that is absolutely wonderful. And I, can, I can't wait to see just how, how much this is going to do for the fandom. So that's where I stand with it. Brad? Yeah, I agree uh, 100% that it is a great other avenue. And once again, like the theme of hope and good news and how great it is to be a DC fan, because there are all these different avenues of ways to experience these characters. Kendra, like you were saying, you know, these podcasts, um, the comics, the movies, the films, the young adult graphic novels that have been such a hit. I mean, it's just it's just a great time. And this is just another level to to add to that. And these characters that are going to be featured Wonder Woman, Joker, Lois Lane, Harley Quinn, Katana, Catwoman, Riddler, and Batgirl. I would love to live to podcasts about any one of those characters. So, and there's so much you can do. I, yeah, I just, this is going to be so much, so much fun. And it's kind of fun to see things come full circle because I think that, you know, way back, (laughs) one of the ways that a lot of people got exposed to Superman and Batman was the, um, the audio drama. So that's, come the full old radio circle. shows yeah, yeah definitely yeah. yeah so here we're coming back full circle uh in the days of of uh podcasts so yeah I, i'm very very excited uh about this and that does uh wrap up another episode of the dc comics news uh podcast uh if you like what you hear uh subscribe uh, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're available on uh, any podcast catcher, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You know, we're we're there. Uh, and uh, as as far as uh, your resident DC expert, Steve, where can people find you online? To read my work, just type Steve J. Ray or Fantastic Universes into your search engine of choice, and that'll take you to all my news, reviews, and interviews across three wonderful websites. And to speak to me, please go onto Twitter, and uh, my handle is at lstevo, E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O. Apart from this beautiful show that I make with these beautiful people every week, also catch I Am The Night, where we talk Batman, the animated series, um, the Mask of the Phantasm episode is about to drop imminently, and it's an episode I'm extremely proud of. Do keep an ear out for that one. But until then, um, let's find out where you can find the amazing, mighty Kendra. (laughs) 
Um, I can be found on Dark Knight News as well as DC Comics News, Fantastic Universes, and Earth-9. Um, I want to use Steve's line and just be like, if you Google me, you'll find me. And it's true. So Google is your best friend when it comes to me. But if you're feeling froggy and you want to discuss something, or if you just want to reach out and say, hey, Twitter is is probably the best way, and that is at DevourAllWords. Um, that is where to find me. Brad, what about you? Uh, you can find me writing news and reviews, DC Comics News. And uh, Steve, I do swear that I'll be on Fantastic Universes before too long. And yes. uh, you can <laughs> and you can find me also on the Mad Love podcast uh, as part of the DC Comics News podcast uh, network, which also does include, like Steve just mentioned, the I Am the Night, uh, as well as the Mad Love Harley Quinn cast and uh, the Spinner Rack, where uh, Seth Singleton goes over the five uh, must-read releases of the week. So, guys, that does wrap up another episode of DC Comics News. Uh, we'll see you next time. But before we go, it's something that we always uh, like to say before signing off and something that everybody should be doing. And that is to read more comics. Hashtag bring back Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs>